Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Pedrosian throws to Sandberg and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it, throws to first. It's over. 27 years of waiting and pumped on in. The Giants have won the pennant. All right, Brad, we're knocking this one out a day early. As you and the family are going on vacation starting next or starting tomorrow, actually. So, yeah. what, what's the what's the what's the plan? Where, where are you going? How long are you going to be gone? What, so the plan is the... to leave, leave the house at six in the morning uh, tomorrow to head to Vegas. We we drive down there. It's about a seven hour drive, but if with the stops, it becomes seven or eight, you know, somewhere in there. But with uh, two daughters and a wife, I plan on six o'clock. It's probably going to be like seven o'clock because that's yeah. you know everybody everybody's got to get ready and stuff like that. So yeah, hit Vegas, we, we can throw on a hat and some shorts and go. Good they probably go. they, they probably don't feel comfortable doing that. They kind of want to yeah want to get you know get, get their act together a little bit. Head especially heading yeah. into Vegas because when you when you land yeah. in Vegas, you kind of got to like there's a there's an echelon of of how people prepare to look in vegas well but the thing is when driving eight hours you can look as good as you want before (laughs) you leave but when you get there after driving for eight hours man you're just sweaty and hot and tired and you know luckily with my bad back i've got the the heated seat so Uh that'll be nice drive down there with the heated seat okay what Uh, is the weather supposed to be like in vegas this well you know the funny thing and i I haven't looked today but that's a good question because i want to look because you can see behind me in reno yes it's windy, but that's normal for us. It's windy, and there's a little front coming through. But a front in, you know, in um, in June is like, oh my god, it's going to drop from 95 degrees to 80 degrees. So, um, right now, that's not where I'm not. I'm not looking in Pakistan. I put Las <laughs> Vegas. Come on, come on, computer, help me out here. All right, there we go. There's a Las Vegas, New Mexico, but that's not the one we're going to. Yeah, I'm sure there's quite a discrepancy <laughs> on the amount of vacations that go to Las Vegas, Nevada and Las Vegas, New Mexico. Yeah, for sure. Imagine uh, booking see. the wrong plane trip. Like if you didn't like maybe you're from out of town or out of the yeah. country and you're like, oh, there you go. Yeah. And you fly got, into New Mexico. I, I got a sweet room in Vegas for twenty nine bucks a night. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> so we got an upper 90s 
when we roll into town tomorrow, we got 99, then 97 on Tuesday. So that'll be a nice oh, day. A little bit of a break. Then we go to 103, 110, 106. And then uh, next weekend, it drops back down into the upper to mid 90s. Lots of wind coming through on Friday and Saturday. But, you know, when you're sitting at the pool and it's 98 degrees and you got wind, I'll take that. Yeah. You know, that goes well with the cold beer. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so yeah, so it'll be fun. Uh, You and I were talking for some reason. Even though you have a subscription to the MLB uh, app, it it doesn't. They don't show. They're they're blacked out in Las Vegas. You're gonna have yeah. to like, find a sports book or something. No, there's six teams. I want to go back to our text thread here. There are six teams that are blacked out in Vegas. But the Angels, the Dodgers, the Padres, the Diamondbacks, the A's, and the Giants. And I thought, oh, well, cool. If we're blacked out, that means we get NBC Sports Bay Area down there. Yeah. No. So so I'd love Major League Baseball to explain the blackout rules again uh, coherently to say why when I'm in Vegas, I can't watch the Giants on TV and I can't watch them on the MLB.tv app. I can only listen to them. I can't view them anywhere unless I go to the sports book. So maybe that's the racket. Maybe that's why Vegas has six blacked out teams. Vegas should black out every single team to force you to go to the sports book. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And of course the place we're staying, it's, it's a timeshare and it's, uh, it's, um, not a casino. It's family friendly. There's no gambling there, but it's really cool. It's very, uh, it's it's uh, very like Polynesian themed. That's mm-hmm. why I got my my Martin Denny Quiet Village record back. There we here. go. There we uh, go. It's yeah. So it's very Tahitian and and Polynesian themed, um, and uh, so no sports book there. So I'm just gonna have to listen to the games on the radio while I'm sitting by the pool. Tough life. I yeah. I, you know that's actually. That that actually is very attractive because we're so focused on television, television and Twitter and all that stuff. It's kind of a little bit of a throwback to how we used to watch the games or used to pay attention to the games when we were a kid because the Giants would the the Giants were on KTVU when we were mm-hmm. growing up in, in the Bay Area, and they would only show road games on TV. Any yeah. home games was blacked out or as we got a little bit older, you had to have like a pay for special uh, giants vision cable package. And our parents were like, what are you kidding? There's no possible way we're getting, we didn't even have that option because we didn't even have cable in our neighborhood (laughs) in the Bay area. We didn't have cable in Santa Clara. I don't understand. So we had, we had nothing until 95 when my dad ponied up for the uh, uh, direct TV, HughesNet at the time is what it was called. Yeah. Then I started getting uh, whatever it was. Uh, oh, what was what was it at that time in the 90s, the Giants channel? Um, it was the red, white, and blue bar logo. There was like I Sports Channel. There was Sport, maybe it was, I think it was Sports Channel. Yeah, Sports Channel Bay Area or Sports Channel West or something like yeah, that. Yeah, whatever it was. Yeah. But yeah, you know, you're going to get faked out uh, a bunch of times by John Miller. Mm-hmm. Uh, Always do. Get, getting super excited about something that just is, is sort of a normal kind <laughs> of play, but he does it in such a in such like a charming way that it's it's fun though yeah. uh you know i think i've told the story before 
we we went to see uh, Luciano play last year, yeah. and it was a so. We're at the San Jose Giants game and then coming home, listening to Giants Dodgers and Miller is going insane so much so that I'm not exactly sure what's happening. I know that it's important, <laughs> but it's like he's he's waiting. For, like, and that's that's some of what baseball is today, too, is he's waiting for the umpires to kind of convene and make sure that they're getting the call yeah. right. And and it was just I was just like, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> What happened? I can't breathe, and and then he would say yeah. it. So you're gonna. And that was the check swing game, down. right? The, I think so. The, the yeah. check swing game and in, in L.A. against the Dodgers. I think yes. I was coming home from Hawaii, and I had landed, and I looked at the score, and I and I didn't pay attention. I thought that was, I, I was, you know, you look at the frames when you look at the score on the MLB app, and I thought I was looking at the ninth inning because I was bleary eyed. I was tired. And I was like, ah, oh, man, we lost uh, 3-2 or whatever. And that's the game we ended up winning 5-3. So I didn't even pay attention to the ninth because I thought the ball game was over. <laughs> so I could have popped it on and been with you on that and been like, well, yeah, what's going on? I have no idea. <laughs> we're, we're, we're totally burying the lead here uh, yeah. because the Giants and the Dodgers are in the middle of their series. But uh, we're recording this a day early. So those of you listening on the podcast, this is pre-Giants-Dodgers game three. Uh, we have our coffee mugs mm-hmm. here, uh, you know, on, on a Sunday, early, early afternoon. And so let's talk about games one and two, because I don't know how you felt after the Rockies series in which they just played some of the worst defensive baseball that you could play in, in, in baseball today. And I, actually, you know what? I'll take that back because, there's there's a lot of average de- defense in, in baseball today, and part of the reason is because much like what the Giants do, a lot of the teams they prioritize the offense, they prioritize the righty lefty lefty righty stuff, and often that leaves you at a disadvantage defensively, especially later in the game. And I don't know who who was I listening to? I think it was Bags and Brisby, and they were saying you know, the National League DH being in play this year, sort of a, they didn't say it was a curse, but it was sort of a curse in that the Giants just decided, oh, we're just going to have six DHs. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and and so, you know, they are really deprioritizing defense, but in a sense, it's it's just kind of the the make of their team. And so after that Rocky series, gosh, that the last game with Logan Webb and, Thank, thankful for Logan Webb because, yeah, you know, man. in a previous generation or maybe an older pitcher or maybe someone in a in a contract year could have thrown a fit after the defense that was played behind him. And I, I found it interesting that probably the GOAT defensively, and I'm not talking the greatest of all time GOAT, I'm talking about the original iteration <laughs> of GOAT, was Tyro Estrada. And he had a really up and down defensive week because I think he made another error in one of the Dodgers games, but then bounces back, gets the double play uh, to end the inning in in, in a really stressful inning and then makes the play on on Bellinger to end the game, sliding to his left 
picking up that ball and and throwing him out. So you yeah, know, just he made a he made an error the the inning before the inning before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you yeah, go. that allowed a, a run, and then you got runners, and he could have probably maybe turned a double play on that ball. It was hard hit. He had to range to his left, and as we know. Range is like a four-letter word for Giants defenders <laughs> right now. It's just it's awful. But but that's you know that's so he he had a range to his left, could have picked it up, made an easy play at first, gotten an out. You have a runner at second with one out, and then when the double happens, one run scores. It, it, you know the the whole inning changes. Um, luckily, the Giants still were able to pull it off. But but then he comes back and makes that play when the ball was hit to him from Bellinger off the bat in the ninth inning as as the final out last night i was kind of, i clenched everything because like, <laughs> oh my god then he then he goes and makes a fantastic play throws it from almost the seat of his pants a strike to first to get the out and i'm like ah an, an anomaly it's just a back and forth you don't know it this guy sometimes yeah and and you know i was watching the game i was at a graduation party for my little cousin who she graduated from high school and then she decided that she's going to Chapman University in Southern yeah. California. She's going to study business and sports marketing. And I was, uh, so I was, I was kind of following the game just through the app. And you think, you know, I was kind of jokingly complaining about John Miller leaving me hanging. So they have, they're, they're, you know, trying to give the results as as quickly as they can. And, you know, the balls and strikes are, are, are pretty quick. Like, it's just a ball, strike, you sort of see where the, the ball lands. Then they go ball in play. And you have to wait, like, 45 <laughs> oh, seconds. That is the to longest figure out what wait, happened. yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I have a hard time watching games on that because, yes, when the in play happens – it says in play, and then sometimes does it say in play, no outs? Yeah, and then in, pl like oh, in play, no like, outs, oh, in play, runs. And so you know <laughs> a run was scored, but you don't know exactly how. That was so, – so the Bellinger ground rule double, that was one where I was waiting forever, and all I saw yeah. was in play, run, and then parentheses S. So I was like, does that mean one run, two runs? Like what's going on here? And they just left me hanging. Uh, but yeah, that's a hard way to watch a game for sure. It's, I think yeah, it's better sure. if you want to check balls and strikes. You kind of use it as like a compliment to watching it on TV. You can do it that way to see yeah. like, oh, like how far did that miss or whatever. But yeah, I like I, to do that. Yeah, I. but you can't do that if you're watching a streaming service like you watch your games on Hulu, right? Yes. Um, and if I'm watching them on the NBC Sports Bay Area app on my phone, I can't also have that up because it, it's a good like 30 to 45 seconds ahead, right, sometimes right. like a minute. Right. So if you're watching TV and you want like, I want the miles per hour, I want the location, I want, you know, I want everything. That's an awesome way to watch a game. It, it is really fun. Yeah. Uh, so Giants win the game on Friday. Uh, uh, Jacob Junis, who... If you look at, into the deeper, deeper analytics, he's really just a one-pitch pitcher right now. He's got a dominant slider, and everything else is just sort of average, but he battles, and he's, you know, we talked about this last week. He's been one of their most valuable players, and then he goes out with a grade two hamstring pull. And, you know, these injuries that these Giants players are having, you and I know these injuries very well. Because essentially, they are 
old person injuries. Yeah. They are, you know, young, young players don't have Tommy LaStella back tightness, right? They right. don't have uh Brandon Crawford quadriceps tightness. <laughs> like it's mostly these injuries yeah. where you pile on the, you know, the innings played and, and your body just gets dinged up. I mean, we could even go further. Uh Longoria hamstring. Um who who there was another who's the other player that has is, is Longoria, Junis, and maybe one other person who had a hamstring issue. Um uh, uh, uh it was Lamont Wade, who who's not even back yet. He was trying to get back to play uh, in AAA, and they had to stall him because his his uh, hamstring was tight. So, like all of these injuries, that they're, they're not like oh, broken bones, six you know, sixty day DL or whatever, where you're like, okay, at least we can plan for that. Now with these day to day injuries, Kapler's like throwing out guys, and you know, I don't know what they do at catcher because oh, Casali hamstring he was dealing with a hamstring in the in the crouch yesterday so much so brutal that they had him safety squeeze with two with two strikes because they just didn't want him to swing and possibly hurt himself so all of these little ding injuries they're just adding up to they don't really have a, a healthy roster right now and it is because of the age of the roster more than anything else. And it's just kind of this bad luck, all this stuff happening at once. Now, the warmer weather, that stuff should help a lot of these kinds of injuries, but it hasn't happened yet. And I don't know, I'm, I'm a little worried about what they do because they may have to make a decision to actually put someone on the DL just so they can bring up a healthy player. Uh, Elliot Ramos came up yesterday. He hit third against uh, Kershaw. He's uh, he, he's he's still not hitting well in in AAA, but it was it's a, it's a body whose options have already started. They can they can trade they they can bring him up and take him back a couple more times this year. So they had to go that route. But yeah, it's just a crazy roster dance that they're doing. And I'm sure in some weird way, Zadie's like, oh, I love doing this. You know, yeah, he's like, oh, he's, like yeah. The, he's like the evil scientist in that way. But still. <laughs> You know, when you're looking at the at, at the, the lineups that they're throwing out, and I'll find the lineup for today because it's just as crazy a, as it's been. But yeah, what do you think about all this stuff with the injuries and the roster? And it just it just looks like something they're gonna have to pull the trigger on something or else they're not gonna have enough healthy bodies. Yeah, it's hard to swallow right now. Uh, it's easier to swallow that it's June. Um, and, and, you know, um, I think that, I think Junis's injury, it, it sounds like it might be kind of a long one. Uh, and then Casali on top of it yesterday, you know, we're all watching the game and, and we're sitting here going, Oh, I get all oh, safety squeeze on, you know, surprise. And then yeah. he does it two or three <laughs> more times. And you're like, it's not a surprise anymore. What's going on? I don't, <laughs> how are you going to get that runner home from third on something like that when everybody's expecting it? And then he take and then the third pitch that he goes to bunt at. He's got his hand on the bat, his right hand, and the ball hits him square on the hand. Doesn't even touch the bat or anything. But because he squared around, it's a strike, and it was uh, strike three because he fouled it off his hand. Didn't even touch the bat. So when it hit his hand, he's in the dugout throwing his gloves in the air. He's pissed off. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's a little bit scary. We kind of dodged a lot of these bullets last year. We had some, you know, belt gets hurt at the end of the season. Uh, we had other injuries during the season, but I don't think I can't remember the last time we've had this many 
small, weird, uh, what, what do they call it? Soft body injuries, soft uh, injury as opposed to bones and tissue. stuff like that. Soft tissue injuries. Uh, I don't remember this many of them uh, all at once happening to the Giants. It's been yeah. many years. And and that's what the Giants have always prided themselves on. Zadie has always said, we're, we're, we have a very deep 40-man. Mm-hmm. If we can improve the 40th man on our 40-man roster, we're going to do it. Um, is really being tested right now. And like you said, you know, Zadie's having a good time and he's like, oh yeah, this is what, I don't think Kapler's having a good time right now. Cause <laughs> did, did, did you find that lineup for today? It's a fun one. Yes. So, all right. Uh, you know, they're, they're facing Urias who is really hard on them. Mm-hmm. He, he, they, they do not hit him very well. Yeah. In, in, in normal instances, we would just see nothing but right handers and maybe Brandon Crawford. But uh, because of the injuries, they do start Luis Gonzalez at DH in the nine hole. He's the highest average hitter on their team. But because of this lefty righty dance that they do, he's hitting ninth. Um, Yeah. So that allows them to then uh, by the time you get to possibly a right handed reliever, Maybe he's batting third or fourth in that coming inning sure. and whatnot. So, so yeah. yeah, you want you don't want to expose him to Urias too many times. Although he did get a, a nice knockoff of Kershaw yeah. yesterday. Yeah. So hey. that worked. It worked. You yeah. know, it was it was, uh, was Estrada going deep, and then Gonzalez w- with a base hit. That was really the kind of the, the runs because I think they got their third run on like some fluky wild pitch that. Uh, maybe hit Brandon Crawford and he swung yeah. and it was like weird. <laughs> uh, definitely hit him. <laughs> but, <laughs> but who are we to say, right? I love, I love that Roberts came out. I mean, you can see him mouthing it. He says, you know, he swung. If that ball hit his foot, dead ball, runner goes back to third. Yeah, yeah. So they don't get a run out of the whole situation. Um you know, I'm I'm not I'm not you know. too sympathetic towards check swing no. stuff with the Dodgers. No, they, not they anymore. Go to hell with that stuff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only way we could really even it out is if it wins us a series in October against the Dodgers. Yes. I mean, yes. right now that people go, oh, we're kind of even with it. No, we'll never <laughs> be even for that. This the stakes aren't the same right now. So, <laughs> so we have Slater in center hitting leadoff, rough uh, at first base, and man. What a game for him on Friday. That was so yeah. fun to watch. Three hits, Absolutely. two bombs, and he snaked one. Uh, it was, a, I think it was a Walker Bueller. I want to say it was a slider, like a sharp slider on the inside part of the plate. And he just, the just the quickest hands, pulled his hands inside and hit that thing out. Uh, uh, Yastrzemski, you know, he's got hit. He's got to hit lefty, lefty. He's hitting third. Yeah. Here. It's going to be tough. Gonna be, Just, I, I, I all they have to do is throw him a slider. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Wilmer throw him sliders Fl- all day. Wilmer Flores hitting fourth at third. Estrada hitting fifth at second. Uh, Crawford hitting sixth. You know, he's kind of dinged up still. I think there are some defensive uh, metrics that do not favor him very well that I think the Giants would like to say is it, probably because he's playing with, a, with an injury or two. Uh, and then Ramos in left, so he gets another start against a lefty. Uh, the 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 newest uh, addition to this team, and we'll talk about him in one of the later seg- last segment probably. Austin wins is hitting eighth, and his six sixty seven uh, batting average for the Giants. And then, like I said, Gonzalez hitting ninth. So they have three lefties against Urias, and it's not what they would generally do. But they're just so hamstrung. 
nice little play on words there. Yeah, uh, that <laughs> uh, they have to. Now, on, on the other hand, I think you know Radone. He has been okay of late, not great like he was. I think this is the kind of the the series that that they they wanted they they need him in. Um, the Dodgers themselves. Uh, they only have uh, Cody Bellinger and Freddie Freeman as left-handed hitters in the lineup. So, you know, he's going to – this is this is the series that, that you sort of pick somebody, you pay him the money for this kind of game. Uh, I think the Dodgers beat him earlier in the season in that first two-gamer in L.A. So this is a nice little test for him to see. But, you know, on, on the other hand, just based on this Giants lineup, like – I can't imagine that they're like, oh, we're putting five on the board today. I, it's, I think they're going to probably play this game like it's going to be a very close game. So uh, it would be interesting yeah. to watch. Yeah, we, we could be in for another uh, bullpen tightrope walking game. Um, you know, Mac Cheese wasn't used yesterday. Tyler Rogers was, but he could he could throw five innings today if he needed to. You know yeah. how it goes. Um, but looking at Rodon, his last start against the Dodgers was May 3rd. Uh, I think that was like a, th- a f- was like a Tuesday or a Wednesday night. Yeah, it's like it's in the middle of the week. Yeah, he went six innings, three hits, two Ernie's, two walks, and only three strikeouts. And that's when he was striking out like, you know, nine, 10, 11, 12 guys a game. Yeah. Then that game, he only struck out three. Then he comes back the next game uh, against Colorado and strikes out 12. So he, a little bit of a vengeance uh, in the next game. But I don't know if you remember, but that was the game where – uh, the only mistake he made the entire game was giving up that uh, single. And I think it was Chris Taylor. I can't remember exactly, but he had just sailed a uh, slider, didn't have a grip on it uh, or his curveball and just sailed it. And it was a three, two count and he had to come in. There were two outs and he threw a strike low in the zone. And I think everybody in the ballpark knew that a strike was, or that a fastball was coming. So he yeah. threw a fastball uh, because he didn't have a grip on the slider and uh, just knocked it into right center field for a two run hit. And that was pretty much it. I think the Giants lost that game like three nothing or three one. Yeah. Um, and I guess I think the only thing that you, sh- that we should even be alarmed at is. Uh, he's having to go deeper into accounts because he's not getting the same swings and misses earlier as he was earlier in the season. And I don't know if that is to be expected. Like, I'm not sure what the expectation is on the Giants and is like, oh, you know, this pitch is the plus pitch. And, you know, these guys are fouling it off. So I don't know if it's location. I don't know if it's he's tipping stuff. I don't know if he's uh, just being predictable. It could be a bunch of things or it could just be, you know, maybe he, he maybe there's a tick mile per hour slower than, than usual, or maybe the movement is a little bit off. So whatever it is, the guy's going to battle and he's going to battle hard and he's a fighter and he's, you know, he's going to be in these games. It's just, you know, we sort of take it for granted how good he was in those first few starts of the season where it's like, Oh, this guy's unhittable. He's going to throw no hitter this season. <laughs> well, yeah. And he didn't pitch a full season last year and then you had 2020. So he's still, he was still kind of working up to strength, uh, had that injury last year, but, uh, but he did get a taste, got a taste of the rivalry. Yeah. Uh, so, so today I think going in a Sunday afternoon game, probably a packed house rocking pretty good at home. This is his first giant Dodger game at home on a Sunday afternoon 
to secure a sweep, a three-game sweep against the Dodgers. I think the adrenaline is going to be there. I, I, I wouldn't be shocked in the first batter or two if we see 102. Um, you, <laughs> I thought you, you were going to say we see a ball go into the backstop. <laughs> well, and that may be 102 ball into the backstop. You never know. So, but but uh, you know those first couple of starts, uh, I don't say five or six starts, he was throwing that high fastball and getting guys at like 101. So I think we could see 102 today in the first couple of batters. He's going to be jacked. I mean, it's going to be very exciting. Uh, the place is going to be rocking today. Um, last night was such a great game. I hope there's no, I hope there's no fan hangover today. Yeah. Uh, it is the celebration, um, the 10 year anniversary of Matt Cain's perfect game. Yeah. So is he going to be, know, is he supposed to be there? He's supposed to be there. And I think uh, Baggerly tweeted today that there's also a special coming out where Matt Cain watches the game. It's it's, it's right before the through. game. Yeah, it's right oh, before the awesome. game with, uh, with Pavlovich right. on, uh, C- uh, on NBC Sports Bay Area. By the way, oh, very cool. I thought it was going to be a bobblehead, but they keep saying bobble card. What is a bobble yeah. card? So if you look at it, uh, let me see if I could find a picture of it again, but it's basically, it's a bobblehead with a card, you know, like a baseball card background. Oh, okay. Um, got it. Got it. Got card. it. Here we go. Um, go to images and see here. Yeah. So it's this, you know, it's basically, it's like a bobblehead on a stand. Uh, oh, it's already on eBay for 45 bucks. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> People are quick, man. Okay, I think I found it. Let's see if I can share it yeah. to the to the video, at least to the video, folks. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt Cain. Yeah, yeah. So it's a like it's like a stand up thing, yeah. and just the head kind of looks like a gravestone in this. Yeah, it's a little bit. It's a scary image. <laughs> it's not the best looking Matt Cain face, but honestly, show me a bobblehead where. The yeah. guy really looks like him. Yeah. I mean, I've got this one here. I've got I've got Willie Mays, right? Yeah. So that, you know, making the overhead. That looks like Willie, right? It's, it's, it looks like a young Willie Mays, like if Willie yeah. Mays was like 13 years old. Yeah. It's a good one. It's a good one. <laughs> yeah, so that's a good one. But they're they're hard to find really good ones, you know. Yeah. But, but uh, that one's a little scary. I think they could have <laughs> done a little bit better for Matt Cain, but... I will take it. So, you know, there's that's going to be in the air. And uh-huh. so I think Radon, you know, not that he cares. He's not a Giants fan. He didn't live that. But, no. you know, just the fact that it's like, oh, wow. Like there's a, you know, the 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 way that the Giants celebrate achievements is is kind of cool. Do you, What are your memories of that game, by the way? Oh, man. Let's see. <laughs> let's put let's put some kids ages on this. Uh, the yep, kids were that's, five exactly, and three. that's exactly what I what I was doing right now. in my Yeah, head. you kind of have to figure that out because the kids were five and three. So I remember um, around that time was when I would watch a Giants game, start with it. Uh, and then it was the bedtime routine. Like, hey, did you brush your teeth? All right, let's go help you out. Three-year-old, let me help you out. Brush your teeth, blah, blah, blah. Let's go read books. Uh, might not have had a DVR. Might not have been able to pause stuff from what I remember. Then I get a text or a call from Harveen, our buddy Harveen. He goes, what about this game, man? Oh, that's what it was. Okay, so we did have DVR. I paused it. As I'm going to come back to it. Yeah. Matt Cain's pitching insane. I'm going to pause it. So I come back to it. 
and I'm watching the game, and then I get the text. Mm. Perfect game. Awesome. I'm still like two innings away at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, I forgot to you know, mute my phone or turn it off or do whatever. Um, but but still, it was very exciting to watch the last because I think in the last couple of innings is where the Gregor, Gregor Blanco catch happens. Yes. And then the Joaquin, the dream Arias backing up on the ground ball yeah. where he, he's and, and then he looks at it surprised that he got the ball. Like, Every well, time I've ever throw. backed up on a ground ball, it just eats me up. And then, and then oh, yeah, he... <laughs> yeah, because you've got to have a right. You got you got to have a Sean Dunstan arm then to get it yeah. from there to first to save the perfect game. I mean, it's not just like to just get the out. It's to save the perfect game. Um so yeah, so that those are my memories from it. It was pretty exciting. I remember watching the celebration and after and, and everything afterwards. Um, and the kids were so small. I think they might have been asleep at that point. So it was the yeah the silent celebration. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> yeah. So my boys would have been so let's see, 2012. Um, yeah. So we're talking uh, 12 and 10. So. They were very aware about what was happening. Now, nice. they probably didn't know like how rare it was for a perfect game, but you know, so I was I remember uh I had a we had the couch and then we had the chair and I was kind of working at the same time uh during the game and they weren't really paying attention until it started to get deeper in the game. And so I'm working and then he's like, "Oh, wow, you know, he's got this perfect game." So then they both came down and especially Brian he, he, he made, you know, he was on the couch and we're like, okay, we can't move out of our spots and, and we're watching it. And then JJ's kind of like, I think he was like on the stairs because the way that the stairs were, you could literally see the TV from the stairs. So he's like <laughs> sitting on the stairs and then, you know, the whole thing happens and they, they both were able to stay up because otherwise it was a school night, I think. And they would yeah. have had to be in bed, you know, by nine or something. But, you know, that game was probably that game probably didn't finish until 930, a little bit closer to 10. So they were able to stay up and watch it. And I remember I remember we were all pretty jazzed about it. And, you know, you, you were, it's like one of those things where I don't know if this is a learned behavior. I would imagine it is because we sort of grew up playing baseball where you don't mention the no hitter. You don't mention the perfect game. You just kind of yeah. like why well, everyone knows, but you don't want to jinx it. Right. Yeah. And so we're all just kind of looking at each other going like, it's pretty important. And yeah. then, you know, so they were into that part of it where you don't jinx it. You just kind of watch. You can't like take it for granted. And then, you know, when it happens, then you can just explode and, and go crazy. So, <laughs> yeah, we've had, uh, I mean, we've been lucky as Giants fans the last, you know, oh, I'd say 13, 14 years to get, uh, you know, some no hitters, a, a perfect game, three world series championships, uh, an MVP. Uh, it's just, I mean, it, it, we've been really, really blessed. So it's so fun when these things come up, but then it makes you realize, you know, when they go, Hey, it's the, this year, they're going to celebrate the 10 year anniversary, go, 10 years. Where did the 10 years go, I know. man? And it, and it just gets you 10 years older every time you hear something like that. And yeah. so, so the Giants didn't even have a no hitter forever for our entire childhood yeah. until Jonathan Sanchez. And you remember the Jonathan Sanchez game was 2009. Mm -hmm. I was on a date, I think, at a bowling alley of all places. <laughs> and so the person who I was with, 
she didn't realize that I was paying attention to the game. And I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't really paying attention to the game except yeah. when she bowled because when she yes. bowled, she was like the turtle bowler. It was the oh, slowest process. So it was the walk up to the lane, grab the ball. The ball was going, you know, two miles an hour down the thing. And so there was a good 60 seconds of time where I could just watch the game while she was bowling. <laughs> And then That's I'd awesome. have to bounce back. But I, I remember watching it there, uh, they, you know, when he got the, the no-hitter there. And then the Kane game, and then there was two Lincecum ones, right? Like, yeah. 13 and 14, there was the Chris Stratton one. Chris Stratton. When he was there. Well, how, was there were, were there others? Uh, I think that was it. And then Matt Cain. Um, and, 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 of course, you remember, you, you remember the name of the last guy who threw a no-hitter because – we heard about it growing up almost every yeah. single day when a Giants pitcher got to the fifth inning yeah, no yeah. hitter. We heard the name John the Count Montefusco yes. because yes. he was the last one to throw a no hitter until then. Um, I was at Candlestick, oh, 97. Um, yeah, was, it might this, have a, been was this a Mark Gardner game? No, this was the William Van Landingham oh, versus. Wow. Uh, Kevin Brown game when Kevin Brown was pitching for I remember the this game. Yeah. yeah, and and so I was at that game with a with uh, our buddy Bob Weinerth, who was the uh, sports director at KSJS. Uh, he and I decided one day. Uh, I think we had a, a a low low load of classes on an afternoon at San Jose State, and we said, "Hey, let's just drive up to Candlestick. I mean, the Giants are playing the Marlins afternoon game. Let's go check it out." And uh, they went toe to toe. No hitter through like five inning, but I think Van Landingham had walked like six batters. <laughs> so he was working around a lot of base runners for having a no hitter going through five or six innings. Uh, and Kevin Brown, this is pre steroid Kevin Brown, I think. Um, Cause he wasn't, I mean, his shoulders weren't out to here. You know? yeah. They weren't like double the size of mine. Um, and, and he ended up throwing the no hitter. And, and of course, you know, Baseball fans, Giants fans are also baseball fans. We were on our feet. Yeah. You know, we, we were hoping the Giants would break it up. But also it was kind of cool because you're like, well, we're here for history too. So this, right. this is going to be a historic event. So, uh, yeah, that, that, that was a pretty cool game. But, yeah, I think – did you did you happen to find a list of Giants no-hitters? I think that was it. I think it was the two Lincecum, Stratton, uh, Sanchez, and then uh, and then the perfect game by Kane. So – you know, you you just brought this game up, but June tenth, so we're in June twelfth, nineteen ninety seven. So you are uh, you you are right on the money with that. And uh, through six innings, neither team had recorded a hit. Brown had the perfect game going, but Van Landingham had not allowed a hit either. Um, then Van Landingham allowed a run on a fifth inning box. So he actually allowed a run before he allowed a hit. And then in the seventh, yeah. the Marlins broke up the no hitter. Uh, Charles Johnson hit a two run Jack. And it not was, that uh, Charles Johnson. Th- no, not that Charles Johnson <laughs> three zero uh, at that point. And then, and then, yeah, yeah then, then uh, Kevin Brown. I remember Kevin Brown very much because he would destroy the giants. Like it was like so bad. Yes. He was, he would just kill the Giants every time. All right. Oh, yeah. And, oh, we forgot. We forgot one. We forgot poor Chris Heston in 2015. Oh, through wow. a, a no hitter for the Giants. That's, that's, uh, yes. 
Chris, that's what you is can, that guy doing now? I don't even know, but I think he bounced around, went to Seattle. I think we got him back in the minor league system. And he so Chris Heston, I said Chris Stratton. That's the one that I, I, I screwed up the last name. It was Chris Heston, oh, it not is. Chris okay. Stratton. Yeah. That's yeah. right. That's right. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. We, we had them all. I just had the wrong last name. Yeah, there so in that game, that was June 9th, 2015. A lot of June. We got June and July for all the no-hitters. Jonathan Sanchez was July 10. Matt Cain, June 13 today. Uh, Lincecum, July 13. Lincecum, June 25th. Chris Heston, June 9th. So if it's not June or July, we're not throwing a no-hitter. So <laughs> well, our window is open right now. Let's go right now. Radon <laughs> against the Dodgers. What would be sweeter? Oh, oh God. Could you imagine ending this crazy series on a sweep and a no-hitter by Rodone. Yeah. Yeah. Did we just jinx it already? And that game hasn't even started. We jinxed I know, it. I know, I <laughs> know. Let, let, yeah, let, let's definitely move on. So, <laughs> uh, so, so you know, Giants had uh, so, some really uh, not only good luck yesterday, but just ultimately good timing. And I, and I feel like the, the Dodgers would look at yesterday's game – and go like, how did we lose? Like they out hit the Giants yeah. two to one, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but Friday, uh, the Giants just outright outplayed them, and the Dodgers had one of their best pitchers out there, maybe even their best pitcher, um, and he's hurt now. It looks like he's uh, something wrong with his elbow, and he's going to be out for a little while. So that's a bummer for for Dodgers right there, because you know he's a he's a young dude still, and even mm-hmm. though the sight of his uh, gangly body and face reminds me so much of Oral Hershiser that I. I, I kind of cringe whenever I see him. Yeah. Still, he's a stud, and so that's a that's a big thing for them to miss him. Yeah, that's a tough one, and and you knew it was going to happen because he's on my fantasy team. Oh, so there I, you go. Yeah. I know, so, uh, if I if I have somebody on my fantasy team, they are going to get hurt pretty badly at some point. So yeah. All right. So uh, you know, we kind of talked a little bit about the Rocky series, I guess. The the one you know the fun game was the one that went in extra innings and Char, uh, Charlie Blackman uh, kind of ran over the ball and then allowed us to score in the tenth. But those other two games were man, those games are frustrating. We mentioned the uh, the error one, the the one where the defense just let Logan Webb down. But there was the one the day before or the day so two days before where I, I was. Uh, I was watching the recap earlier today and the Rockies announcers were like, I think that's the most complete game. The team has played the entire year. And I was like, of course it's against (laughs) the giants because you know, that's just kind of how the season has been. Like, I feel like some of these teams that are uh, not great, like the reds and you know, the Rockies, it's like, Oh yeah, they, for whatever reason, they find a way to put it together against the giants, which doesn't bode well for next week because Kansas city comes into town. And if you go by, um, you know, again, my favorite metric, which is run differential. They're the Mm -hmm. second worst team in baseball and run differential. They're a minus 85. Only the Pittsburgh pirates are worse with a minus 89. Uh, When it comes to actual record and winning percentage, they are the third worst team in baseball, just behind Oakland uh, actually, Oakland and Kansas City are tied in, in winning percentage. Oh, no, no, no. So sorry. It's actually. Uh, no, that's right. Yeah, it's it's Cincinnati and Oakland. And then it is Kansas City. So this this tells me that Kansas City is going to come into town. They're going to get revenge for the 2014 World Series and they're <laughs> going to play the best baseball 
of the year so far for them against the Giants? You know, luckily, the only person I think left from that team is Salvador Perez, the catcher. So, so are you saying he's going to have three, four home run games? <laughs> yeah, he's going to hit twelve home runs against he's, them. He's, he's gonna he's gonna blast a couple for <laughs> sure. But yeah, uh, it is a little bit scary anytime. I mean, we just saw what happened in the Colorado series. Anytime a team comes in and is not doing too well, you know, it's plus we always talk about too. This is a, this is a big series against the Dodgers. I know people tried to downplay it a little bit. I saw a couple articles where they kind of tried to downplay it. And, and I think I read a po- or heard a podcast where somebody tried to downplay it a little bit too and said, Oh, it's only June. And you know, there's some more important games coming. No, it's giants Dodgers. man. <laughs> and the giants were six and a half games back. Right. Or, um, I think seven and a half when the season when the when this series started and they won two and now they're five and a half games back. No, four they're four and a half. It started Okay, so they started six and a half. So so yeah, I mean that's that's huge. If the Giants can get to three and a half games back, that's that's huge. So so do you have that letdown after the series when Kansas City comes into town? Uh, And especially because it's a Monday night, although it's a sellout, Monday night's a sellout. Uh, and then you have a Tuesday night game and then you have a Wednesday afternoon game. So, uh, and you're hurting and you're hurting pretty bad right now. And teams are coming into town, you know, and surprisingly the giants are the same home and away. They have the same exact record home and away 16 and 13. So, I mean, that's a really good away record, but the home record is, is kind of disappointing, I think. And it's, it's also funny because the two teams above them, the Dodgers and the Padres also have better away records than home records. So there's something going on in this division. It could be that just that some of the harder teams are, are coming into their parks. It could be something as simple as that. But uh, yeah. so, yeah, you know, the, the Giants definitely need to hold court here. The Royals come into town. They need to hold court. They need to take two out of three minimum against a team like that. And then they go to Pittsburgh. So I mentioned the the worst team in run differential. They go to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is a little bit better at home than they are away. Uh, And, you know, that's another one. You got to take two out of three in both of these series to take advantage of these bad teams because, you know, we're talking about everybody. Essentially, everybody has a chance who's, you know, going to be 500 going into August or whatever because there's three wildcard teams. So the Giants are going to be competing against the Padres are going to be competing against the Braves who have won 10 straight. They're going to be competing against Philadelphia. Who's won nine straight. Um, Miami's not that far. They've won five straight. The entire NL East is on fire right now. Only the Mets yeah. who are the best team in the East are kind of struggling a little bit. Uh, and then, you know, you're going to be fit. You're going to be going up against Milwaukee and St. Louis there. Those, those two teams are going to have a tug of war for that division. So, you know, those are all the teams that are going to be in the mix. And I don't know, what did I mention? Seven teams or whatever. The Giants yeah. got to be in the top three of those seven teams. And if you're going to lose to the Rockies and you're going to lose to the Reds, you are killing yourself when it comes to late in the season where you're going to be, you're going to need a couple of games here and then you're going to go like, oh gosh, remember that series where we went to Cincinnati and we just played like <laughs> crap? Like that, they got it. This is you know they got to eat up some of these teams. Yeah, you you could play like crap, but you got to win the series. Yeah. I mean that's that's the bottom line, especially when you're at home against the Colorado Rockies. And if it weren't for 
the defense, just the absolutely awful defense that we talked about on the last show. And um, I think Baggerly wrote a really good article that you sent me about yeah. the, um, the how bad the defense is right now. It's just, it's bad. Uh, and it almost, you know, blew another game uh, yesterday in a three to two Dodgers uh, win over the Dodgers. Uh, they almost blew the game because of defense yesterday. Um, so those games, are, they're, they're just going to continue to bite you. You've got to limit mistakes. Uh, you, you almost have to play perfect defensive baseball right now because you have so many guys who are, who are hurt bullpen starting to kind of turn things around. But again, the bullpen goes the way of the defense uh, unless it's last night, uh, yesterday's game where uh, Harleen Garcia, um, Alvarez and Camilo Duvall were all having a hard time finding the strike zone. I mean, I, I swear for all three of those pitchers, it was like two Oh, uh, they might have just. They might as well just put two zero on the scoreboard before the guy even stepped into the box because they could not find the strike zone until like the third or fourth pitch. Um, so, so you really got to limit that. And, and going forward, you got a lot of tough teams coming up. Um, the the, the All Star break is going to be a welcome one for the Giants because they're going to need to get healthy. It's a couple extra days, although it's a shorter. Of course, it's a shorter one this year because we're banged up. So why wouldn't it be? Um, yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a tough road going forward, but you've got to win series against teams that you should be winning winning series against. All right, let's talk about the last thing on our list, which mm-hmm. is Joy Bart being sent down. He was sent down shortly after we recorded our last podcast. Uh, just quickly give you some numbers. Uh, I was comparing his 2022 season to his 2020 season. And there's a very similar amount of games played and played appearances and at bats. The only thing he's done better or two, two things he's done better in 2022 than 2020 is the home run ball and uh, walks. He had, he had 15 walks to three walks in 2020 uh, and four home runs to no home runs, but every other thing, he hit better. He hit two. He hit two thirty three in that twenty twenty season versus one fifty six this year. Uh, the slugging was slightly higher. The obviously the OPS was was slightly higher. Uh, more extra base hits. He only had you know he only had one non home run extra base hit this season, and he had seven extra base hits that were non homers in twenty twenty. So I kind of wonder, like you know, you you would think that based off of his experience in 2020 and then just more repetitions in AAA that he comes in and, and he performs better, but he performed a little bit worse in, in some major categories. And I kind of wonder like, what is the reason for that? Um, you know, could be pressure. He's, he's the guy, the, the Buster Posey shadow, all of those things. But I wonder if it's like, Oh, you know, because the giants won 107 games, these teams are like, where are the outs? Where are we going to get the outs? And then they look at tape of Joey Bart and go, okay, we know how to pitch this guy. Like, we're just going to go. And, I, you know, I wonder if it's something like that. But, other, you know, otherwise it's just like, wow, it was uh, quite a disappointment, I think, for most Giants fans, not just to see him go down, but just the finally, like, the, like, the decision is like, Okay, we finally have to do this. We didn't want to do this, but now we have to do this because the kid is just 
he he's he's going to go into a, a tailspin even further if we don't do something. Well, you know, the funny thing, too, is leading up to uh, this week when he got sent down, I think most podcasts we listen to, most articles we read, even us ourselves said he's not going anywhere. He's yeah. riding this season out. He's going to take his lumps. And then, uh, you know, reading another article this morning, pretty much Zadie said, look, uh, we'd rather that that's one place where we can improve production. And yes. so we're going to do it right now. And then we're looking to then get a, get an improved, much better Joey Bart, you know, later on in the season versus right now trying to let him just ride this thing out because there comes a point where you're so deep in the hole, you're swinging at pitches that are way out of the strike zone baseball's a mental game. Once you get into that hole, it is really, really, really difficult to get out of it unless you have some success. And there's just, there hasn't been those little bright spots. I mean, it's what it was his last home run against Albert Pujols. (laughs) Lob balls. (laughs) Yeah. Of a blowout game. I mean, that's a, and that was in St. Louis. So how long ago was that? Yeah. Um, So when you look at that stuff, where's the success been to build on? You just don't have that. So how do you get that? You go back down to AAA where you were successful last season. Uh, You hit a couple home runs, start throwing some runners out, uh, you know, getting some singles, hitting the ball hard. Uh, going the other way with the baseball and start to get that success and build that up. And then when you get back to the majors, you say, okay, that now I remember what success is like. Right. Um, Looking at his numbers, I just punched up on Fangrass um, all the catchers in the league with a with, with ninety or more plate appearances, and he's number one in walk percentage mm-hmm. of all of the catchers in Major League Baseball uh, with ninety or more plate appearances at thirteen point nine percent. He's also number one or dead last, however you want to call it, in strikeout percentage at forty five point four percent. Jorge Alfaro is the next one behind him at 38.5%. Uh, and then Mike Zanino, 37.4%. So, I mean, you know, th- there are, there are catchers who are worse than, than Joey Bart in the majors. Um, but, but none of those catchers were the number two overall picks. So that, that's where the concern comes in. And, and I think that's where they want to just invest the extra time. You know, I keep seeing Joey Bart's name come up in, in trade talks. You, the you lowest trade. possible value that he has yeah. right now. Yeah, this 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 is selling on the dip. I mean, this is selling somebody who is very, very low stock right now. You're not going to get anything in return. So you're going to continue. You have control. I mean, you have him. Uh, he's only been in the league for a couple of years. So you have control. You've got three more years of control probably. Um, invest, in, invest in him. Invest in that time. As long as he's in the right mind set um right frame of mind he can be successful uh you know reading that article by grant brisby um about catchers and and how it's that's like catching lightning in a bottle you really really do appreciate what we had in buster posey but you also have to realize we may never ever ever have that again at that position so if if joey bart can hit 230 with an OPS of 700, 800, you will take with good defense. You will take that in a heartbeat, and you will sign him to a ten-year deal because yeah. that's that's hard to to replicate. It's it's the defense. The defense is still there. Um, 
just burn PitchCon though. That's <laughs> such a nightmare. I, I wish we could just go back to some sort of signs and and something a little more protective of sign stealing, some better signs. But yeah, I don't know. but those, yeah, I don't. Those poor guys yesterday, like it's, it's only in God. Spanish. And then they yeah, and then and then out. Duvall had to cover his ear, and then he looked down. Oops, I hit my mic. He he looked down when he's you know when he when he's trying to listen, and there's a very fast runner at third. Yeah. And, why why hasn't this guy gone home yet? Yeah. At least tried to force a balk because yeah. we're still there's no time called. He's still on the mound. His foot's still on the rubber. But yeah. But but I digress. Um, Joey Bart is is going to be better. And I said this last week. He's going to be better down the stretch, rest of the season than he was the first part of the season. He just needs he needs some time. He needs a mental health break from from the situation he's in right now. Yeah. So I I pulled this up. This is uh, Roger Munter, who we had on this show, uh, the Substack. There are giants. And so he pulled up some numbers because this isn't just a Joey Bart problem. This is a young player who should be uh, of some value in the majors, who was also a high draft pick. So you see Adley Rutschman who, Mm -hmm. you know, he very heavily lauded. Now he has, he doesn't have the time. He's only got 61 plate appearances versus what Bart had, but yeah, he's struggling as well. Uh, Bobby Witt Jr. actually has seven jacks. So there's value from the power there, but the average is down 25% K rate. Uh, Spencer Torkelson, uh, you know, I, I imagine the uh, the fan base probably thinks of him a little bit, kind of how the, the Giants think of, of Bart in that, wow, you know, is this guy ever going to hit? You know, he's got the four home runs, but, um, and then, you know, uh, Kelnick, uh, they had to send him back down. So he also got sent back down uh, with Bart. So this is not just a Joey Bart problem. This is a problem with other prospects and i'm waiting for the eno saris article to tell us why like what is yeah, the trend exactly. <laughs> as to why these young players who are heavily lauded and then you see you know and then you see the vet uh players like a luis gonzalez come in who's been able to produce immediately right like he and he's been in the yeah. minors for a long time i don't know how high he was on on the white Sox prospect list but you know when they they dfa'd him and, and the giants were able to pick him up or trade for him essentially but then you you know it's the it's the the Yasmanian devil. I think they said he spent like five years in Double A or something crazy like that. So it's those guys are able to produce, and then you got the the blue chippers, the guys who you've invested so much money in for the uh, for for so far, and, and you have very little to show. Now there's another thing that Roger had had written. I think he said Bart, Patrick Bailey, Hunter Bishop. And there was one other player who I'm not thinking of, but he was basically saying, you know, those guys, because they get big signing bonuses when they come, they actually have a salary, even though they're in the minors. The Giants had, he, he said the Giants had invested something like $20 million into these guys to become the next, at the next level. And, you know, have very little to show for it at this point. But, uh, you know, may have to play the long game a little bit with Bishop and, and, and with Bailey. And, and again, the, the one now, now the one thing that, that maybe Eno has already written about, I don't know, I, I need to check out his stuff, but the lost season of 2020, right, for some of these guys. Now, yeah. Bart was actually in the bigs. He's probably there a little bit early. 
that that could have you know changed some of his uh, just just the way that they wanted to bring him up. That could be something. But yeah, you know there there was the lost season of 2020 for these minor leaguers who didn't have a season. You know they basically threw that one away. Yeah, and, and when you look at that list of names that you put up to, those are all big names. I mean, if yeah. you're collecting baseball cards, exactly. those are big names. <laughs> those are the ones you're going to want to get. Joey Bart has a higher WRC. What is it? Plus WRC. I can never remember. Uh, WRC plus. He has uh-huh. a higher uh, at 81 than two of the four guys on that list. Yep. Um, but but again, you know, it, it's it's more so – uh, you know, we've talked about it before. So, so baseball is, you know, 70% failure rate at the plate yeah. and you're having a successful season. So you've got to learn how to deal with failing 70% of the time and still being happy with your production, confident in your production. And I think that's the big thing, the confidence. Um, but when you're handling a position like catcher, like Adley Rushman is also, uh, you're dealing with the fact that, you're scuffling at the plate. How does that translate when you're behind the dish and you're handling a giant's pitching staff that, you know, uh, the, the starters are going five innings, six plus innings, and then you're dealing with three or four relievers the rest of the way. Uh, is your is your head in the game like Casale had to do yesterday with a with a bum hamstring? He had to handle that uh that uh you know, reliever core that came in and just wasn't throwing strikes. Um, so, so I think that's part of the Bart send down as well. And they also found somebody in Austin wins who, you know, the things can kind of be a stop gap until Bart gets right. I mean, wins is a guy in the minors this year who walked way more than he struck out. And that's, you know, on a, on a giant's resume, that's, they mm-hmm. look at that and they go, oh, you're hired. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. You, <laughs> you, know, exactly. you could be our seventh DH. Like we talked about earlier. We'll take yeah. it. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, we're done here. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, when, when are you coming back from vacation? Do I, do well, I need dry- to, do I need to get a co-host for next week or not next week, but the week after? Yeah, we could do a Tuesday show. I get okay. back on that Monday, so we could do we could go Tuesday night the twenty first. Perfect, That'd be a good one. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, no, it'd be great. Then we can hear about your trip. Um, hope you guys have a great time. And thank you. I hope you all guys also have a lot of sunscreen. Oh yes, it's going to be. You know, my my wife is very fair skinned, and so I I know how she has to lather <laughs> herself up. And I look at my, I'm like. Oh yeah, I guess I should probably put on sunscreen. Yeah, um, no, we 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 burn easily. Uh, a couple of us don't, a couple of us do. But but the nice thing about Vegas too is when it's that hot, sometimes you don't do anything. You don't go to the pool or anything during the yeah. day. But then you hit the pool when the sun starts to go down, and it's still like ninety eight yeah. degrees, yeah. and you're yeah. swimming at night and having a good time. So yeah. yep. <laughs> All right, so we'll be back uh, next week. Well, actually, technically, Sunday starts starts the week. So, yeah. uh, the the when Brad comes back, we'll be back with a new show. We'll hopefully, because of who the Giants are playing next week, hopefully that means a lot of W's because the following week they go to Atlanta, which I imagine is going to be a tough series, the World Series champions. So that'll be a fun one, though. And we, I and they're Michael, on fire right now too. See a little Michael Harris the third man. Ooh, yeah, yeah. What a prospect! All right, so. Uh, well, that's it from here. We will uh, talk to you next week. For Brad, I'm Double G. See you when we see you. Peace out. Peace.